Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth. This is Eden. And Kim. And Kim. I was about to say, this is Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today we have a special guest, and we're going to go right into it because I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about. No, 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 no. We're going to talk. I'm going to talk about the reading I did with you, remember? Yes. So that's that's for... Okay. I know you don't don't want to brag about how good you are, but... No! uh, don't but talk had, about me. <laughs> I just had to mention it because it was fascinating. And I'm, I'm only going to talk about it for a second. But but I think our audience would be intrigued that that I don't know if they know once in a while we, we trade each other and Eden will do a medium reading for me and I'll do an intuitive reading for her. And so um, I'm not going to talk about the whole thing, but there was one part that was really extra fascinating yeah I remember yeah yeah and you guys (laughs) all know you guys all know that we often channel Prince she's channeled Michael Jackson um different celebrities uh, as well as people's friends and past loved ones and things like that but it was extra intriguing because for the most part my reading was information about me and my past friends and loved ones and things like that but all of a sudden Sammy Davis Jr. came in and I was like, what? Like, Me I mean, too. I, yeah, I have a hard time I, believing. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I believed it because your readings are always so accurate. But I wasn't this. I mean, I, I think his music's great, but I wasn't this huge like follower or anything. Yeah. And the thing that popped in my head actually was that we, we go every year, we go to Vegas and we eat at this real old school, beautiful upscale restaurant called Hugo's Cellar that's been around probably... I think it's been around since the 40s or 50s. And so Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack would sit at this booth and we always sit at that booth. And so I always would think of his energy. Mm. And so anyway, he came through and what helped us know for sure it was him. He had a bunch of messages for me and for Eden. But what, what we knew for sure that it was him was he said, look up my recent project by Charles. And... Yeah. And he was he was excited about it. So I ended up Googling it. And he there is a movie about his life being written by Charles Murray. And so right there, we're like, oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. it was re- it's recent project. And yeah. then he named two of his songs. And I don't know any of his songs. And we ended up Googling the titles he gave us. Mm-hmm. And it was Smile, Darn Ya, Smile, and On a Clear Day. And both of those songs, when I looked up the lyrics, were so relevant to what's going on in the world today and also where I'm at in my life that yeah. I felt really, I just felt really, really honored. And part of what the movie about his life is about and, and what he talked about was that in the world, when he was here, he was always constantly trying to prove himself and kind of an ego. And that's a lot about what Prince feels and Prince talks about. So I just found it really fascinating. And they were telling us, you know, to, to be the opposite of that. You know, you don't need to constantly try to 
get that approval. You just be you. You just live from the inside out with your heart. Yeah. And so um, thank you, Eden, because I was <laughs> able to, it made me study him a lot more. And so now I, I think about him a lot more. So we'll see what else comes up with that. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I, uh, it, it reminded me of when I was a kid, I met him in Catalina once. Oh, cool. And at the time I was like, I don't really know who you are, but my parents were excited. <laughs> yeah. But, but now, you know, coming full circle, I think it's really cool to be able to get wisdom from him now. Right. right exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I will now, uh, am I going to introduce our new guests? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's okay. met him too. <laughs> Ooh, we'll have to interrupt you guys. And I didn't know if you channeled him before or after, Kim, you reached out to me, but Sammy Davis Jr. is my godfather. What? what? Yeah. I, <laughs> was, oh my God, I just got the I chill. didn't know it at was, what point to Oh my gosh. I swear to God, I didn't know that. And it was after. Was, it, was it was after. after. Oh He's my gosh, I have so many children. He was my dad's best man in his wedding. Uh -huh. No way. Oh my gosh, that's why he's connecting with us now. Cindy, we have so much serendipity in you. When you were saying it, I was like, God, am I even on here? Because that's, yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. I have no, chills wait, too. We have to, okay. After Eden, after, we didn't plan to do this, but after you, you Ooh. know what? I want to, I want to say this really quick before we introduce Cindy. So our guest is really interesting because we got connected to her through our friend Brad and so I didn't know much about her, except she's this amazing, well-known producer songwriter. And I thought, wow, okay. She's, and she's glamorous and she has good energy. So I had a call with her, told her our whole story about our podcast in Prince, had no clue that she knew Prince. And she's like, oh yeah, by the way, and there was like tons of common things related to her knowing Prince. We'll talk about that more, but that was another thing we didn't even know. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, he, I think Prince because we've been connected to him for so long, I think he orchestrates our connections and he brought us through Brad. He brought us to Cindy. I think he was part of this and maybe and Sam, Sam, Sam joined in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Cause random thing ever. Cause why, you know, who would ever think that um, I would have the background with Sammy? No was, way. I was like, okay. That's wow. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm blown okay. away. Wow. I know. <laughs> oh yeah. wow yeah because okay. of all the uh, of all the celebrities i've channeled and there's been many i we've never heard from sammy i've never heard from sammy no and, and it just happened to be the same week that i worked with cindy did a reading for her you met yeah. her yeah that's not a coincidence huh? <laughs> how fun right i love oh. it Okay, okay, now you can introduce her. Yeah, and now I, I'll have to do another one for you. So hopefully he can come through and give you messages oh, too. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to formally introduce you. Um, so that we're with Cindy Cowan, and she's an award-winning film producer. And uh, she co-founded Initial Entertainment Group, IEG, in 1995. Uh, from its conception to its sale in 2000, IEG became a leading film production and foreign sale in and foreign sales company. Um, they had so many successes. Um, they had an Emmy nomination for Rent a Kid, an Emmy, a Golden Globe, and People's Choice no nominations for If Walls Could Talk, the coveted United Nations Award for Savior, and four Oscar wins for Traffic. I remember that's the one that stands out mm -hmm. to me. That was an amazing movie. Yeah, I love that too. 
Um, so this year, Cindy has won an Emmy for Miracle on 42nd Street, Miracle on 42nd Street, a documentary featuring Alicia Keys, Terrence Howard, Larry David, and Samuel L. Jackson, to name a few. Wow. Uh, <laughs> upcoming, I just like, this is all fascinating. Upcoming projects include True Haunting, a supernatural thriller with screen gems, a music-based pr project with TriStar loosely based on a true story involving NSYNC, Eye in the Sky, an action thriller. Oh, and then this is something, I don't know if I'm reading this right. So is that first one, um, the, the supernatural thriller, is that the one with NSYNC? No. Okay, that's why. I'm reading it wrong. So NSYNC is the second one, um, and it's called Eye in the Sky. No. That's the no. third one. That's the third one. Okay. <laughs> this movie shooting in Thailand this year um, based on the first exorcism ever broadcast live on TV in 1971. True story. Wow. Um, going to the NSYNC biopic, loosely based on a true story of these girls that dropped out of college their freshman year to follow NSYNC around. So it's Girls Trip meets Almost Famous. And then we go into wow. this guy, which is an action thriller here in Los Angeles. Okay. That NSYNC one sounds... Ah, fun <laughs> but they yeah. they all sound fascinating yeah i know wow okay um there's there's so much more about you um she's also venturing in unscripted television uh with seekers a reality format show um so that we can talk about and then maxim magazine um i guess you're doing do you're documenting the rebranding of maxim magazine yeah, we got the rights to Maxim Magazine and sold it wow. to MGM. We're starting with the documentary to show the rise and fall and rise again of Maxim Magazine in the era of today. And we'll be launching a couple of reality shows based off of that. Okay, amazing. And then there's a couple other really cool things um, that you sit on the board of charities such as Little Kids Rock, Children Mending Hearts, Music for Relief, Grassroots Soccer, I love soccer um, and we care solar. Yes. Okay. So all of your contributions led to receiving a 2018 woman of the year award by women's image network. And in 2019, you were the humanitarian of the year. Um, you won the humanitarian of the year award recipient, or you were um, from Hollywood women's film Institute. Wow. Yeah. It's like a lifetime I am already. So honored. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And you're yeah. so down to earth and humble. Oh, thanks. Try. Oh my goodness. Okay. Thank God, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into some questions. Um, okay. So you've had, uh, uh, and you are still having an extensive career in entertainment, which we've already talked about producing, songwriting, so many things. How did you get started? And what have been some of the highlights throughout the process? I got started in an unconventional way. I graduated um, with a degree in psychology, took that infamous year off, and um, needed a night job because I was dating the lead singer of a band. So it was either be a waitress or what else works at night. So I applied um, for a position with CBS News and started associate producing the, um, the evening news for CBS down in Miami, Florida. And that led one thing led into another. I became a songwriter by accident. Um, somebody asked me if I could put lyrics to a song. I was like, no, I did. I sent it to somebody in London because I took my junior abroad there. And I thought it was a joke. It was like, here, I wrote a song, listen to this. 
Um, didn't want anybody to know in case it was miserable. And that man ended up calling me up and said, start a publishing company. We have an artist on Atlantic Records that wants to record it. And I was oh. like, and it turned out it was Simon Cowell's first artist. So Simon produced my first single, oh. 10 all throughout Europe. Um, and it was an artist wow. to meet us. So it's kind of a really weird thing. And then I ended up coming out to LA, um, had a movie star boyfriend and moved out to Los Angeles. And, um, and then the rest was history. I started a company when no one thought I could, um, oh. didn't know if it would work or not, leveraged every dime I had to put it into the company and just said, let me gamble on me. And um, the rest was kind of history. It was great. Wow. Very intentional wow. way. So good for, for women right now to hear all of this because you're such an example for women being able to have the power in a positive way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. There was no female distributors when I got in, into the business. There was me and one other girl. Um, so we kind of forged the way for females, not realizing that we were in an all boys club. I don't, it never dawned on me that the sexes were different. I just kind of went for it. But um, when you look back, it was like, wow, we really did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's like you, I mean, the way you describe it, you didn't force it. It just kind of, everything kind of happened naturally. And I think that's the way to do it all, to do anything. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, that way. I think, you know, I think a lot of people could get things done if they would just do it. I think more people just spend time talking about it and fear holds everybody back. And the sad thing is, I think the older we get, sometimes the more fearful we get because we know too much. And when yeah. sometimes the lack of knowing, you just do, you have to. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, when I, whenever I lecture students or anything, I just say, just do something. If it, if every day you do take one step to get closer to your goal, um, you'll probably get there. The, like I said, the biggest problem is most people just talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, they're so fearful of losing that they never get to the starting gate. Right, and I think that, I think sometimes talking about it is an excuse. Like, you know, like I know somebody who, it's been like 15 years, they're always saying they're gonna write that book. Yeah. And I think it makes them feel good. Like that's sort of to them, like they're doing something, but really it starts to be like, okay, like we're not even looking at you incredible anymore, <laughs> you know? Definitely. So how does your psychology degrees and background affect how you go forward with your projects and in the industry? I think the psychology has helped me in every aspect. Um, first of all, being a female producer on set has its own challenges. Um, and having a psychology background has really enabled me to relate to almost every single person on this set. Also, mm -hmm. I have a sex therapy background too. So mm -hmm. a lot of times when you know sets get a little unruly, sometimes at four in the morning with men, it's always been, I, I've always been able to handle myself perfectly. Um, I'm kind of like in the old boys club because bring it on, I've heard it all. So <laughs> whatever you're going to say can't, you know, can't shock me or freak me out. And then <laughs> psychology just gives you a basic understanding of audience too, of what they want, of what they like, you know, of what the trends are. Um, you know, it, it, it's helped me in every aspect. And um, it's, it was a great degree to get. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
So with your background, the psychology background, and I know you're a very intuitive person that didn't come up in your bio, but I know you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are can you marry the two and um, are, in your career and use that? I know you, you already talked a little bit about that, but how does that all fit together? And I, I use um, intuition all the time. Interestingly, even that you do, when I was a songwriter and it's funny, this weekend I just decided to, to create and do a musical short because I was stuck in my house during the pandemic. One of my friends was here from Greece, couldn't get back. He's one of the biggest singers in Greece. I hadn't written a song in probably 18 years. Um, but it's interesting and why I say somewhere you Eden is, I, I will think that I wanna write a song I go to bed that night. Typically, I wake up and it's written. It is automatic writing that happens to me too. And half the time, I'm like, "Who wrote that?" Like, yeah. that's amazing. And you know, I'll remember sometime waking up at night just to go, "Okay, it's come to me." And all my writing, always, my whole life has happened that way. If I were to sit down and try to write something at two in the afternoon, it just doesn't come to me. It it happens that way. And then intuitively, I've just been blessed. Um, most of the things that I've set out to do, I've accomplished, but intuitively I know when it's time to do them. So um, I think that's so important too, to share with the audience that this is something that comes up in almost every reading I do. When I have like people coming to me saying, well, I want this career, I want this to work out and I want my, this relationship. I wanna meet the my Prince Charming, but they're, they're not coming from a, a higher place. They're not like in tune with their higher selves and their intuition. And that's always the answer. Like if you want things to work out, they may not go the way you want, but they're going to go the right way. Yes. If you listen to your intuition. Definitely. So I love that. It's very inspiring. Definitely. Right. And I think that, I think a lot of people will know their intuition will pop up, but they don't trust it. And they'll trust the ego or their mind or their rational thinking instead of learning to go with the intuition. And so I do try often to teach clients that, you know, because they don't know the difference and they don't know how to know the difference. Yeah. 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 I think if we all listen to our inner selves, we save ourselves a lot of things. Um, oh, that yeah. And, you know, we all get that, that intuitive feeling. We just sometimes choose to ignore it. Right. So now we want to go, uh, we've, we've done a lot of episodes around Prince and we've had some of Prince's, you know, different guests related to Prince in different ways. And we found out that you knew him. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that was like? I mean, Prince was amazing. He was, you know, one of my favorite artists. So I remember meeting him for the first time. Um, he was shorter than I would have thought, but he had this <laughs> grand stature about him and he just kind of was a force of his own. Um, he was uniquely strange, but so interesting and magical at the same time. And um, I was lucky enough, in fact, I started an engagement at his house in Turks and Caicos. Um, so yeah, and God, it was a year later that he passed away. A lot of my friends were in Prince's band. One of my, one of my closest friends, is Prince's musical director. If you guys ever want to read him or help me hook you up with him, he was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Already said yes. I don't even know who it is, but yes. <laughs> Morris Hayes. He's wonderful. Yeah. Started with Prince's original group when they were the Revolution and stayed with Prince up until the end. And oh, yeah, amazing! Didn't he okay. play with MPG also? I believe so. Yeah, I think he did. I I also big 
before all this happened, I, I told you I was a big admirer of Prince too. So I follow. So Eden usually has to look stuff up or ask me because I know all the the facts. Yeah. <laughs> but we would we would love. Morris is going to be listening. So Morris, we want you on. <laughs> yeah. That up. Yeah, he's welcome. Yeah. He's welcome. Um, and so you knew him later in life when he was towards the end of his life. Yes. Um, I met him. I got, I think the first time I met Prince was maybe 2000. So he'd come in and out. He, you know, dated a couple of my girlfriends um, or flings with them or whatever. So he's come in and out throughout. Did and then my friends managed him for a bit. And then my friend Morris okay. was with them. And so Prince was like in and out at different times. Oh, okay. Um, when you said he dated a couple of your, fr of your friends, um, he, it seems, seems like he had a type. Oh, were all your friends yeah. like dark haired, beautiful? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so cool. So, and I know um, we had our reading. You and I did, a, I gave you a reading. And if there's anything that you are willing to share with the audience about your experience, I'd love to hear yeah. it. We'd love to hear it. The reading was fascinating. I think one of the interesting things that our reading is she had asked me who a woman named Shari was and I had just hung up the phone with her. She is one of the vice presidents of TriStar. And then strangely Lance Bass's name came up in the middle of the reading and I just hung up the phone with him too. And obviously that's for the instinct story. Mm -hmm. um, my mom came up a lot and, and, and one of the most interesting things that Eden said um, was that my mom would appear as a hummingbird. And when she was around, um, I would see her. And Eden, I've seen the hummingbird every day since you said that. Oh, my gosh. Really strange. Um, I had hummingbird feeders up that no hummingbirds were coming to. In fact, I was quite dejected for the past two months while I'm stuck at home that yeah. I did have hummingbirds in the front of the house, but no, you know, not one of them was coming to the feeders. And ever since we've had the reading, um, it's like nonstop out there. So hi, mom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. So it was interesting, but um, it was predominantly my mother that came and some interesting stories that came from that. So it was, yeah, it was great. It was fascinating. Good. I told oh. Lance I had to do it. Also, she had said she saw something with Lance and a cat. And I said, Lance doesn't have cats. Yeah. And then um, I called Lance and he was thinking about getting a cat this week. So. <gasps> oh, are you oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thanks for telling me that. Because I felt I think I, then he's meant to get a cat. <laughs> that's what I told him. Yeah. yeah, it was probably them coming through approving of the cat. Um, that is so weird. Um, I like to hear that too. I like the feedback. I like to know when things make sense for people because during the reading, not everything makes sense. I try to make everything 100% make sense, but that's just trying to be perfect. Um, but I am so glad to hear that it came around and it did make sense yeah okay yeah sandy i had there was one time there's been tons now for because eden and i have been doing this together for almost four and a half years but in the beginning then there was a lot of validation because it was almost like they were saying okay this is true and so there had been one night that i opened this old jewelry box and it was my grandmother's and i found a purple rain pin in the jewelry box and I didn't tell, and I forgot about it. It was like from when I was younger and I didn't tell anyone. And then the next day in the reading with Eden, Prince said, oh, I was there last night and I saw you open your grandmother's box. And then he started talking about 
oh purple gosh. rain and what it meant to him. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Wow. And Eden's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah yeah prince is really has has really given us lots of validation we've learned so much from that man yeah yes absolutely <laughs> so um so i would love to know more about you know what what are you most excited about that you have coming up um is there anything related to kind of like the topics we talk about on here that our audience would be intrigued by and just well, would love to know more to the audience and to your audience and what you guys are doing is the new um, kind of unscripted show that we're doing, which is called Seekers. And it's about seeking the light in a world going dark. And I travel all around the world. And what I started to notice was the modalities in different countries are all so profoundly different. And right now with the world going so dark, I think that anything that can keep you in the light, no matter how strange, how interesting, how unusual it is, um, people need to do it. So whether it's a simple meditation, whether it's going to do ayahuasca, whether it's going to a sound bath, whether, you know, th there's so many different modalities that are available. And so my hope right before COVID was to partner up with Russell Brand and go around the world and show these different modalities. Um, COVID has clearly stopped that, maybe we'll figure out if there's a way we can do it just in Los Angeles because we can't travel. Um, but I think it's really important to show it. And so we've sold that. I can't say who we've sold it to yet, um, but it's a show that I'm super excited, much more than the film stuff to, to do. Mm -hmm. Because there's just so many things like rebirthing and things that people don't know about, um, you know, that are out there. And so our big thing is just to show them. We're not gonna take any point of view, um, but we're gonna present them all to you. And I think I the, the timing is even better now for for that type of a show to oh, come yeah. out. Yeah, than it would have been before COVID or had we not have the, had COVID. I think people's minds are more open now. Um, they want, they need something like this. Oh yeah. So it's it's exactly it's divine timing. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. Russ, Russell will be on board. Only if and, we can travel, it would be amazing. We just, you know, it's stopping us because no country. Yeah. Would <laughs> yeah. So there, there can be maybe different seasons with different places or something. Yeah. Start with LA. <laughs> well, you know. And there's, by the way, there's so many in LA too. Yeah. Oh, we know of a lot. If you, need, yeah. if you need help, we can help you find them because we, yeah, we're connected to so many of those people. <laughs> I yeah. would love to be pointed in the right direction to any okay. you know, and everybody. Um, we really want to make this a great show that goes many seasons. And again, it's all about showing people all the things that are available out there and mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kim, That's Kim, you know, who, you know who's coming to mind right now? No, but, it's probably the same as in my head. Who, you know, my husband's name, but it's not him. Yes! Okay, yeah. Him in my head. Oh my God, Eric. So do you remember Eric Knees from MTV? I don't. Okay, he was the host of The Grind and um, he was on The Real World, but he yeah. he has the whole story of going from like total Ayahuasca. material to enlightened. Yeah, and all of that. Like he's really fascinating. He's traveled Peru and, and done the ayahuasca. Well, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that, but let him talk about it. If you, but we can connect you. He's the, He's been on our show and he's amazing. He's the, just the most down to earth, sweetest guy, but he is so knowledgeable. Yeah, right. and two, two of our episodes are with him, part one and two. So um, he did talk about it quite a bit. 
But with Cindy, it's so interesting because when Brad connected us with you, also didn't know that you were so enlightened and so into consciousness. And so I was, when I had the call with you, I'm like, oh, I hope that she relates and aligns with our podcast topics. And then of course, you know, there's no accidents. I'm going, oh my gosh, like how perfect is this? I've always been told if, if a psychic reads me, they usually come up with, well, you don't need to be here as psychic as I am. And I've, my friends can tell you stories where I've actually tried to push it away my whole life. Um, more so because when I would get these visions, they were usually not good ones. I predicted death. I predicted illness. I predicted just, you know, car accidents. Who wants to do that? No. But all of my friends that, that know me have watched me predict them where I just get this feeling in my stomach and go, oh, something really bad's about to happen. And then if I can sit and focus on it, I can say who it's about to happen to. And it's just been a strange thing that I've tried to suppress or tried mm-hmm. to open up so it's not just the things. Even it's interesting, I had a girlfriend over in my house the night before the riots happened here in LA and I couldn't get the feeling out. And I was like, oh my God, something really bad is about to happen. And I said, this time I can't figure out who it is. Mm. And I sat there over and over and she'll tell you, I was like, and the feeling was just getting worse and worse, but I couldn't pinpoint who it was, and then the next day, the riots happened mm. in Los Angeles. So that was the first. Um, and she's like, oh my God. And weirdly that night I said, pack a suitcase and keep it by the door just in case mm-hmm. all the night before. So those are the kind of things that I think, see. It would be better though, if I could get some great things and tell people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you tried, putting, like, because um, that happens to both of us too. Yeah. And I, I try to put it out there and pray as much as I can to, to have things come with peace, ease, and grace, and you know that I want the positive healing things coming in. Um, Eden's had some pretty profound ones similar to yours. Yeah, yeah, and um, I have figured out a way to be in control of what comes in. Um, my grandmother was someone, she was a medium and intuitive psychic, and. Um, it's so it's handed down to me, which is a great gift, but she would do the Ouija board and uh, always get the dark, the negative energies. And she worked with uh, the FBI to help find missing children. So there was a lot of darkness around her work. Um, And I think it affected her in a very negative way. So I was always afraid of that. Um, And I think once we open that portal, it just, everything comes pouring in good and bad. So we had to, um, she never figured out a way to let the light in and not the dark. But um, I think Kim and I together, we've worked for a long time on trying to get to that point where it's only the light. And I think it, it's working. I think we set these boundaries and we're able to now get that, you know, to that point, to that place um, and being more in control of what comes in. Because otherwise it's just like so much, like I used to see like a, like black flashes of black something fly before my eyes and then something bad would happen right after that. So it, it didn't even give me time yeah. to do anything about it. And then if I did have time, why would I want that information? I know, I know. That's why for a while I pushed it away. And then I went for a couple of years without having any of it. And then I went to Africa and it all opens back up. It was like a portal of saying, okay, it's back. Yeah. Uh, And now I'm not as afraid of it as I used to be. And luckily it doesn't come that that often, but luckily I don't have that many people that are 
passing or having bad things happen, but it's it's strange. I, I remember before a director named John Singleton passed away, mm -hmm. I went into my office and one of my interns was John Singleton's um, like goddaughter. And I, I never know what comes out of my mouth. And I had walked up to her and I had said, I'm so sorry about John. And she's like, what are you talking about? He wasn't even sick. Oh, and later he passed away. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just those kind of weird things. Yeah. More than that, I have to watch what I say because it yeah. blurts out. That's like, me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Yep. And we, we. Even know why you're saying it. And it's like, what did I just yeah. say? Yeah. <laughs> You people know. would be afraid to talk to me sometimes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but yeah, it's always, you know, if we can get it to a place where we can try and use it for good, yeah. then, then we can accept it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, amazing. So I, I mean, one of the last things I, I, now that you shared the Sammy Davis thing, can you just tell us a little bit about your connection? How did he become your godfather? So he was my father's best friend. Um, when the, when Miami started being taken over by the mob way back when, my parents had opened up a hotel in Miami, um, actually Hollywood, Florida. The hotel was literally going bankrupt. My mother and father were stunningly beautiful. They were standing on a street with a sign saying, stay here, you know, we'll do this, we'll do that, you know, all different promotional things on the side of the street to get people to stay at the hotel. And actually Sammy Davis Jr. drove by <sighs> and said, what are you kids doing? And they said, we started, we opened a hotel, it's going broke. And he said, I'm going to play here. Oh, announced that I'm going to play here for you guys. And he did. He kept his word. Um, he bought Frank Sinatra and Liza Minnelli. In fact, I've got this big poster in that is signed by the three of them that only X amount of, I think there's like a hundred of them in the world that are all signed. And oh my God. one of oh. them. And um, he became my dad's best friend. And so I, I never knew up, in, up until Sammy died a world without him. He was around. Oh my God. He was incredible. He played our hotel every year. So as a little girl, I would see him. And now it's funny, every now and then, some of the young kids that come in have a fascination with Mr. Bojangles, which was Sammy's mm -hmm. song. And it still gives me chills. And he was oh. amazing. I mean, me and my sister were so young. And I think because he was short and just so accessible, we never saw him as like an older man or certainly not an icon. He would get yeah. around to play jacks with us. And he was Aww. just, oh my gosh. <laughs> so he was amazing. And actually, after he died, I was hoping to get the rights to his story. His wife, Altavis, had bought me the rights. But at the time, um, I think Ron Howard had the rights and Denzel had the rights and Outcast had the rights and everybody was fighting over whose rights they had. I had Altavis, somebody had a book, somebody had this and the other. All of ours went away because nobody could figure out how to make it. And now I think there's still two competing projects. Now Lionel Richie, I think, has rights. He's actually <laughs> and wait, he didn't wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? He's actually what? He's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cindy. Cindy. He is my all-time like since I was a little girl. I've been to all his shows. Like so many of them. Oh my gosh, I'm I'll dying. See, I'll see. I'll I'll pass a word out and see. He's usually never here, but I will pass a word out just in case if he's up. Oh, to my God. Oh, well, my, my like heart. Sammy. He's got the rights and so does Lee Daniel. So again, there's competing. Oh. So who's this Charles guy that came yeah. through in the reading? This I Charles. I don't know which project. Charles Murray. Writing on. Yeah, there's there's two different 
Sammy project's trying to go right yeah. now. Okay, well, there's something going on with that because he wouldn't have brought that up for no reason. So, but it, that was the writers, so maybe they're involved with one of those. But um, did you grow up in Florida? I did. I was just that's so interesting because I just was there in December and loved it, Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Most people don't realize there's another Hollywood, but I say I went from Hollywood to Hollywood, dropped the F and came to LA. <laughs> that's so cute yeah. oh my goodness we could talk oh to her God. forever this is, this is so fun I wish that we had another 40 minutes um so Cindy can you tell us like tell the listeners where can they follow you or find out more about you yeah, yeah. so I am on Instagram at um Cindy C-I-N-D-Y Cowan C-O-W-A-N the number 1000 um one zero 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 um, and if you want to learn more about me, my website is www.cowanent.com. I'm also on Twitter, same handle. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, I feel yeah. like that, that we'll be in touch now that we're very connected. So yeah, I, yeah, I really appreciate that. And, um, we're just so, we're, this was so great. And I think it's so going to help fun. a lot you of people. Yeah, no, you guys are great, Eden. Thank you for my reading. You're thank welcome. You Bird. Um, and I will try to connect you with Lionel and <laughs> how his reading goes. And, um, and Her face, do you see that her face is all red now? Yeah. Oh my gosh, no, I'm just. <laughs> and I'll it is... both with Morris. Morris is a really good guy, so I'll reach out to him today. Thank oh, you. And, and you... please let us know anyone we can connect you to. We know a yeah. lot of people, especially in the enlightenment. Show or anything that. Yeah. Any kind of modalities that you think are interesting that we should yeah. say or do or whatever. Yeah. Let's set up a call. Let's set up a call. Cause I, I mean, I can think of a handful of people that I can send to you that I can connect you with. So yeah, we can help each other all the way around. This is beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, stay safe and healthy and we're sending you good vibes and we'll talk soon. You got it. Thanks you guys. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Bye Cindy. Thank you. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.